Namaste viewers, listeners to this very special Saturday podcast in association with Remarkable. Our guest today is a personality who is truly remarkable. When I spoke to him, when I called him, he said, Reema, what's it? Why me? I'm out of the industry. But who can take Arjun Sharma out of this beautiful travel and tourism industry, ladies and gentlemen? I'm sure you'll agree with me. When we speak about Arjun Sharma, the chairman of Select Group, the pedigree is so, so serious. He's the son of one of the best names of our industry, Mr. Respected Mr. Indar Sharma. I always call, talk about him in the present tense because wherever you go in the tourism industry, everyone says he was my mentor in so many ways. And Arjun, along with Neeraj Gai has kept the flag going so beautifully. Today with their Select City Group and their hospitality ventures, he also wears another hat in the field of agriculture. However, we are here to restrict our conversations to tourism and none other than the gentleman himself who's actually built tourism brick by brick, Arjun Sharma. Thank you so much for being on the Sate podcast. First and foremost, Arjun, what was the journey almost three decades ago till today? The floor is yours, Arjun. Thank you, Riva. Thank you for uh, getting me on uh, a Sate podcast and that too with you. Uh, you've been very much a part of that journey, uh, if I may say so. We've walked many roadshows, we've done many interviews, uh, we've been in many meetings, uh, we've tried to knock things around for the benefit of our industry. You know, I could even remember criticizing senior government officers, central government people, mm-hmm. and saying, listen guys, we, we, we disagree. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure whether I can do it now, but yeah. certainly in those days, they were, they were willing to listen because they understood that there was no malice in the suggestion. There was no malice in, in the fact that when there was a suggestion coming, it was for the good of the industry. It was not just the good for one particular organization. And I think they understood criticism and they took it in the right spirit. So it was a very collaborative world in those days. Um, I do see bits and bobs of that happening even now, but I don't see that spirit, um, uh, that spirit missing sometimes when I look at the current industry. Um, in a way, you're right. Um, I could never have left this industry. My heart and soul still sits in, the, in this industry. And whatever I do, Rima, whether it's Select City Walk, whether it's our hospitality business in the Heritage Village Manesar, Heritage Village Goa, you know, all the learnings of this tourism trade are played out every single day. And that's what makes life so interesting because uh, this industry has really taught us to put the customer in the forefront of everything. And when you do that, when you put that filter, um, you know, you, you can create magic. Even though, you know, we built Select City Walk, which is a real estate project technically, but I never call it a real estate project because I, I just believe it's it's all our learning, whether it's Neeraj, mine or my partners, my colleagues. And a lot of my colleagues still come from the same industry, you know, who, who kind of work with me together on the, these projects. And I say, listen, guys, we did such magic in the world of tourism, whether it was Sita Travel that my father built or whether it was Le Passage to India that I that I bought subsequently in 2005. It was really all about, all about, um, you know, putting the customer out there, working with colleagues, working with the industry to build a better future. But yes, I think it's um, it's still going good. Of course, technology and the pandemic have changed a lot of things. Um, 
so we can talk about both wow so you you touched upon technology arjun and somehow i remember one of the uh, the very powerful that iato conventions you then spoke about technology as the key differentiator you were the one who also said very clearly i remember that um, luxury in the future is going to be redefined and covid taught us all that luxury is not the typical luxury as we see it arjun where did you get this inspiration from well uh, i think let's let's deal with two parts of it let's deal with the technology part of it i think very early on um, and it was really a, along with the sale of sita in the year 2000 that you know my father me neeraj we we looked at our industry and we realized that technology was going to be either the biggest opportunity or the biggest disruptor wow. uh, and we were proven right we were absolutely proven right and that is why i think my father decided to disinvest sita travel to koni at that stage uh, and we also realized that you need a different mentality and a different mindset to deal with technology if you look back if you look back these 23 years since we sold the company very few traditional companies or actually close to none have been able to adapt technology the way the new companies have so so you know no old company became a make my trip or a yatra or a or a ease my trip there were a new set of managers a new set of entrepreneurs that could actually create it so i think we we realized that this this needed a very different mindset and we couldn't really play that mindset especially when it came to the outbound travel and when it came to business travel i think inbound tourism had another story still going for itself and i think still has a great story because there the role of a destination management company is still a very very important role um, you know uh, it's diminishing it's changing uh, but it is not as as irrelevant as it uh, is for like a travel agent now you know you want to book it but the traditional travel agent i think was was in was in danger from then so uh, the disruptors were there but i think the opportunity uh, i think was a lost opportunity for a lot of us uh, including myself and i think i should have said that you know we we should have been some of us should have been the creators of these new technology disruptors that have come around the world that have come to india look at a story like airbnb you know who thought that that someone could create such a great business out of just unused rooms um, you know small properties so i guess there's there is a story there but for every one airbnb there are you know a million that didn't work so you know kudos to the management uh, similarly you know great kudos to the management of make my trip uh, yatra clear trip i think these guys have done some amazing stuff in technology and continue to do so and and continue to make india proud so true. on your question of luxury you know that's been actually my pet peeve um, yes. you know i think uh, a lot of indian hospitality industry has not understood luxury and i think very few people have and i can really if you ask me if i was to look at look around the horizon maybe the oberoi understood it uh maybe some new startup like a postcard hotel understands it uh and some standalone properties whether it's jessels sherwags or whether it's people like malabar house or cgh earth uh, so there's a splattering of it i think what we've not been able to create is is an indian six senses or a four seasons kind of a hotel chain that understands luxury uh in its true sense um and i think that uh, is something that is a opportunity waiting to do it and i think uh once maybe a new leadership comes into some of these hospitality businesses uh things may change and things may become for the better 
but i think for the moment uh luxury uh means different things to different people so i i shouldn't say it but for for somebody uh even those those other existing hotels you know uh let's say a holiday and express could be luxury for some people yeah. uh so it's it's not to it's not to take away uh the definition of luxury because it means different things to different people and different price points so so what should one shouldn't uh talk but in the classical sense of luxury i think there are very few players out there that have at least in the indian subcontinent that have really created it um someone from uh bhutan tourism who was the chairman so many years ago and i asked him this question and he said look it's not that we want to be elitist it's just that we realize that the carrying capacity of some of our monuments and our hill stations is so limited it's and the only filter we can have is 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 pricing uh we cannot have another filter and i will jump straight away into select city walk and tell you those words stayed with me for the longest time and i remember when select city walks was being set up in the year 2005 when we uh, 2007 when we were leasing it i remember these words and i said to my team at that stage i said listen guys let's not bring in a mcdonalds um, who sells a you know a, a Uh, a coffee or a tea at say 12 rupees or a soft tea ice cream forget what the pricing points were in those days yeah, because then who would pay 100 rupee cappuccino you know i mean we we didn't we didn't so in a way you can't charge a ticket to enter a mall but you can certainly you can certainly have a carrying capacity so you start leasing according to that carrying capacity so those words of the bhutan tourism chairman you know continued into phase 2 or version 2 of our life in select city walk and, and many such examples so true so true no as soon i completely hear you there because um you know when you talk about countries such as sri lanka bhutan they're all a part of the sark region but somewhere there is as you said there's a miss that we yet have to identify in india i guess you know we're doing it all but that little area is kind of missing yeah sure um, and i think what is what has failed us maybe we haven't told the story as well you know i think we are we're not very good storytellers and i think that is something that uh and we really need to work on and all of us including myself i think we don't talk uh, we don't build stories around our experiences you know and i think that is something that the western world uh has done very well people in sri lanka have done very well you know some brands like cgh earth in in south india have done very very well i think they've done it very well but i think more of us need to tell our stories better yes and telling stories which are i think it's personally i feel arjun it's all about people i think people make places so you know if you if you identify the core of the inner the, the inner story of a person saying that hey what is india meaning india indians are looking inward as well I you know I, pandemic pandemic has, has taught a lot of people that uh, there's so much within this country that is beautiful so that can be enjoyed and can be seen um, you know um, and i think technology has allowed people to to kind of virtually visit some of these locations um, and do that um, and and things have got i would say you can say helped for domestic tourism by the very high airfares uh, the issue of you know i think the world is becoming more insular sadly you know this 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 whether it's business whether it's economics you know um it's really about uh, about me and myself rather than about a global community as such so so if if uh, if you really look at it 
today India's biggest opportunity is its own people. And it's not to take away from the international tourism. And I think India will always remain a very, very key, beautiful, sought after uh, product. And I think um, if you look at it, the G20 is a great opportunity to, to kind of tourism India on the map. You know, it's like something small, like, and I'm really one of those who who's, who's very enamored by the fact that the India millet story is being played out, you know, the yeah. fact that millets are, are healthy to eat, they're good for the ecology, and it's going to be part of every meal that G20 is going to serve to its delegates, you know what I mean? So it's it's brilliant, and they're talking about it, and, and today's budget also covers, you know, it was a good four or five minutes, the Honorable Finance Minister spoke of millets, you know, and it's it's just is this there's a good story emerging and i think this is india's era you know uh, whether we like it or not uh, oh. the next couple of decades belongs to india and it's only for us to lose you know um, uh, the, it, it, we, we will all we will win but if we don't win it's because we lost it you know mm-hmm. not because somebody else did something else it'll yeah. be india and its own people that lost it the opportunity to to make a to make this our decade for the for the next generation and the generations after that. And it's also India's opportunity to take India's per capita income up, which is still very low for a country of our size. You know, it's still very low, you know, at, at less than $2,000. I think uh, tourism can play a very important role. Um, and that's coming to the budget for today. I, I was very impressed by the fact that the Honorable Minister started by, by talking of tourism India, you know, and, and, and the opportunity. In fact, it was part of our opening for the first 10 minutes and that's never happened before. And then it came back in version two. And I think the, the now really at the end of the day, we have to see how it translates and I hope it translates fast. The team at the Ministry of Tourism is good. I think they should they should be able to, to you know, translate the vision of the Prime Minister and what's laid out in the budget. Uh, you know, 50 helipads, airports, connectivity. Look at our road connectivity, you know. I'm so impressed by this new highway from Delhi to Bombay, you know, and via Jaipur. Look at the connectivity. Uh, uh, it may come at the cost of ecology, but uh, you know, then you have to find the right balance between between what the economy needs. But if you have a population that's growing at our speed, then you, know, you have to create infrastructure. Sadly. Sure. Sure. No, no, I, I completely hear you. I think our story is all about connections, connectivity, and also, um, you know to move on with a newer mindset as you said you know we all really need to change our mindsets and uh, i think the arjun is there a vision you have about youth empowerment really what is it what is the language we need to talk to them well you know i think the youth of today really are sitting on a massive opportunity of um, of playing not just the role in the economic development of India, but in the development of of the world. I think in I think the world is looking at India to whether it's a manufacturing base, whether it's a service base, whether it's uh, to do with with now with uh, ecology, tourism, green green power, hydrogen, uh, and I think all of this is being driven by by very very young people. You know, if you go to to Bangalore, Hyderabad, and visit some of those massive management centers that have come up or engineering back offices that have come up. You know, we are manufacturing for the world now and designing for the world, you know, and some of our engineers are are, are just absolutely young, cutting edge, 
uh, they're creating products that are that are you know uh, I, I was talking to someone in Microsoft and, and he was saying that a great part of, of chat GPT has been developed by Indian developments you know not the whole thing sums of parts have been created by our Indian IT industry so I think um, the the youth of today have the ability to play that role um, and they are playing that role I think uh, you know some of us are only watching from us besides in shock and awe uh, you know when I when I use chat GPT I'm, I'm like I'm like blown away by the power of what it does and I think it makes makes Google look like a like kindergarten in comparison and look it just came out of the blue you know I to be honest uh, it was in the month of November that I first started using it and I was flabbergasted uh, and can you look at what education to do to education you know I have a 14 year old and I'm very nervous what she's going to do for her essay writing <laughs> where you know she's going <laughs> to come from chat GPT and not from her own head so you know but I guess I guess it's it's going to be opportunities there's going to be threats there's going to be disruption all around I think that's 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 key to it that you know look at the fact that how many of us buy a buy a buy a camera anymore I don't remember buying a camera anymore you know what I mean who who thought of the disruption and look at look at today uh, you know Google will have to kind of find a new way of dealing with itself because a year two years down the line people are going to just be using chat GPT and not <coughs> because you get a you get a concrete answer the way you want it not right. not just search so so I think it's exciting times and I think India is in the center of it. Uh, the manufacturing opportunity that India has is stunning, absolutely stunning. You know, with the with the China Plus story playing out and, and people looking at India, because we're a democracy, irrespective. We vote people out. We vote in people. Uh, we may like or not like some some people, but that doesn't matter. At least democracy plays itself out. You can't take the Indian electorate for granted. We have common law. We have language. You know, we are not clouded in some in some you know bureaucratic you know, world. I remember uh, Tui was struggling at, at all points of time to open a story in, in China. And my God, every time someone went from Tui to China, it was, we met some, we met different people. We never met the same person. We, uh, never, we wanted to meet the boss, but no one ever met the boss. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying that, you know, that doesn't happen. You want to meet the Secretary of Tourism coming to India, you, you can meet him. You can have an appointment with him tomorrow. But you can't do that in China, even now. You know, they're so close as a society. So, Power to India and power to our youth. And, and Arjun, you said in your conversation very, very interestingly that, and it's a fact, COVID has taught us many lessons. It taught us to get back to our roots. It gave us a little more knowledge about India. People are starting to be inquisitive. There was a lot of India movement. Arjun, since agriculture is a part of your journey, do you ever see grassroots tourism, literally? Now we're talking about the fancy word farm to fork and all that, but where do you see the potential of agriculture blending itself with the tourism world? Okay, so I'll tell you something that I, I, I think is a great opportunity for a lot of people to create. And it, is, it, it comes from uh, the fact that it, it's not just only agriculture, but it's, it's coming from rural India, my, my hypothesis. That's it. You know, uh, there is a huge breed of both domestic and international tourists that want to now go into our hinterlands. Now, take for example this trip that you had in Nagaland. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know too much the infrastructure in Nagaland for hotels, but I can imagine that if you're on a ten-day trip, you would want to, and I would want to, go from village to village, Which stay in a typical village, in a genuine village, 
where let's say there's a two bedroom house of somebody he's rented out his one bedroom to a guest um, and and you live with a family you create that now i think what those people lack is they have the infrastructure what they lack is maybe how to put that room together or those two rooms together or those three rooms together so you know you need clean sheets you need to make sure that there is no mosquito you need to have a comfortable bed a reasonably comfortable bed you need to have a clean toilet uh, you need to make that place look like nagaland and not look like you know an ikea furniture store uh, which is very important you know so you pick the fabrics you pick the local the local thing and you create trails like this around the world around around the country around the rural india around where you actually can can walk those things and there have been some people who've done it in the past there's a friend of mine called jamshed sethna who did it in, in uttarakhand you know around the binsar area uh, tea trails you know nepal has tons of them they did it 40 years ago and we still haven't built inroads into tourism india you know we we and and where we actually work with the with the local person let him be the entrepreneur you give him the capital you should be the one who should just be marketing him uh giving him standards and giving him a great percentage of that room revenue you know and and something for you something for the community and something for for the person who's renting out the room look at the story uh, and that that can't be replicated by a oberoi or a taj or an itc or a hilton or a starwood or a marriott that is your product and, and that product can be created with the smallest of capital it doesn't require big capital so i would really urge especially my friends who are in the dmc world you know in the tourism world they keep waiting for this foreign tourist to come and they're going to put them on the same delhi agra jaipur khajuraho banaras you know fine do all that you do that then start building new opportunities for yourself building your own little circus your own product product that you can call your own you know rather than selling the product to somebody else all the time yes continue to sell industry but build your own product build build your own connection we did that with our two hotels you know sadly we i didn't build more hotels because um it was you know we got diverted into the into the shopping center business with select city walk but i think it's a great story you know to to build your own product because at least you know a customer needs a bed or a great hotel to sleep so so i guess that's that's really how uh, i think there's some opportunities out there with rural india agriculture and working with women empowerment youth of those villages play games there you know bring out their culture in the most beautiful manner and and that's how you'll empower rural india which is very critical we need wealth to get distributed to rural india very important we can't have concentration of wealth sitting in the big cities it it has to be you know there has to be job creation at the village level so true arjun and you said this so beautifully i wanted to listen to this and you said it that the time has come for our indian dmcs to really get out of the typical circuits and build your own circuit i just hope everyone's listening to this because it's time we really really do what you just said i mean i remember 20 years ago marashtra spoke about the konkan riviera you know building sindhudurg and that whole journey arjun it's still waiting to happen arjun it's been a score now it's been two decades and it's still waiting sindhudurg is such a fabulous spot you know as you and let me you, let me tell you and if you look at sindhudurg there is an airport already chippi is already there yes it's already there. you can fly from bombay to chippi and you're in the heart of sindhudurg but yes. there's no infrastructure there you know uh, no one's built great hotels or even small boutique hotels or small conversions it doesn't have to be a 500 room hotel it can be a four room guest house it can be a 10 room 
product you know it, you can do something with, with the environment there but but it hasn't happened so we can't say that the government hasn't done it the government has created the infrastructure now it's the private sector to go out there and, and build around it no no I, I hear you and i hope this message is driven somewhere in the mindsets of people i think it's all about mindset shifts and i think i hope convention after convention we are talking this difficult thing arjun as you said you're missing nothing in that way but you're missing a lot because we miss you arjun we miss you i genuinely would love to see you back on one of the panels with some articulate thoughts hopefully we see you soon and my parting shot because i know you have to wind up before your certain time arjun your last message or something that you really want to give to the industry and one more thing for sate please because they are so wanting you to be there be there at their 30th year so they kind of requested me to tell you that thank you for everything that you've done for sate well i think sate uh, was a great collaboration between private sector and the government uh, it's lasted and it's tested its 30 years so beautifully it brings the industry together it's uh, a cause of great pride but i think we need to make it stronger we need to put it out there in the global maps of the world tourism bodies we need to kind of rally around it maybe make this the national event for tourism um and i think sate has the capability of doing it i would love to play a part of it uh, i i think it's it's wonderful that they've they've stuck on and they're committed to india which is brilliant um and kudos to them and their leadership for continuing that way as a parting message to industry you know i think the industry needs to really introspect deeply and i think um the hotel industry has done so quite well in terms of the fact you know they've used this opportunity during the pandemic um to lift themselves into the whole domestic tourism social media has been all aimed at that um they also took the opportunity of cleaning up their act and i think it's now time for the dmc world um and the travel agent and the tour operator world to sit back and introspect their future and i think if they continue to be where they were that that bus is long gone you know um I I I I I say hats off to my father he read the you know the tea leaves in 2000 I read the tea leaves in 2013 when I sold my business back to to Tui who bought my you know balance share in La Passage to India and I and I really feel that um, they shouldn't just stand where they are and unfortunately I would say more than 90% of the industry is standing where they are and still continues to grovel around that same circuit same this thing i'm hearing rumors about oh the hotel industry has become so expensive they're not giving us credit you know it's the same same story all over again and i think they they must realize that they're going to become very redundant if they don't if they don't really really get out there and and figure out what their priorities are because over time this bus will move far away from them because technology will take over so beautifully this whole this whole world even of the dmc world so they got to get up and make smell the coffee very fast and create their own product and their own circuit arjun sharma this has been such an eye opener i love the way you said you read the tea leaves and you have to smell the coffee <laughs> absolutely yes you said it and it's so true these two statements are very very strong arjun it's profound actually we are we're smiling here but i hope the message is going through somewhere down the corridors of power also 
the government is doing their bit, the industry needs to do their bit, PPP needs to really work in the true sense of the word. Arjun, we hope to see you. Sate has given me a message to give you. Hope to see you at Sate.